Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic podcast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, episode 22. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ow, my ears. Who are you? Oh, I'm your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Hey, guys. The hell was that? I'm mixing it up a little bit. Also, I'm feeling real ornery and surly today, so you're going to get the full brunt of that. Yeah, look at look at the level. It's just like <laughs> just just it's a, oh my god! I redlined it. I totally redlined it. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased this month on the podcast to have a suck. fourth pleased as punch a fourth voice on I'm the dying. air with us. Uh, I, I feel it's been a long time coming. Really, <laughs> it really has. I feel like yeah. we've been dropping uh, hints at this. At, in the I know this tense <laughs> and innuendo. This is the lo- <laughs> this is the longest delayed uh, punchline of all Spoiler time. Alert. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to us all the way from Denver, Colorado, the most shouted out listener in the history of the Epic Podcast, the one and only C Muldra. C Muldra is in Studio Six C at long last. What yeah. movie that Orson Welles did where he wasn't in the movie for like all of it and then he was at the end and everyone's like, ooh, exciting. That's I think Drew. that we decided that the longest punchline was actually that Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Like it's been all over the internet. Oh, the Twitter. Where it was like five yeah. years. The five years. Anticipation. And then uh, yeah. yeah. This is not we even a joke. They got to beat almost five two years. years. This fair is enough, also, this enough. isn't a joke. This is just a treat to have. Uh, yeah, uh, you are no joke. No, C-Mel no. Seymour Drow is no joke. We, no I, I want to ask you uh, a couple of questions about you first. So the listeners, because mostly you've been a name and maybe like a, a kind of tinny recording of, a, of an iPhone held up to the microphone once. <laughs> My first question is this. You are, you have given us the most feedback since the show started. Uh, you get shouted out the most. You have been our most faithful listener from the very beginning of this this uh, podcast. My question <laughs> to you is this. There is a question. Why? Why? Yeah. Yes, I have, I have a follow-up 
Um, also, why? Um, I also, also have a follow-up. You've listened to more episodes than I have, and I'm a co-host now. <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I just find you guys really, really amusing. And why? We have really, really similar <laughs> tastes in things. God damn it, Chuck. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You, you guys are quirky and amazing, and I kind of like you. Why? All right, so here's my other well, follow-up. Oh, um, so you like me, so what's your favorite part about me? Go. Um, oh, God, don't do that. Hugo, I, you're a great magician, and everyone loves you, and you're adorable. I'm needy, and I'm really, like, I really like your facial hair, and... I, I do really like your facial hair. I'll take it. Good save, Seymour Joe. Good save. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to have you here, uh, Ms. Seymour Joe, because we're going to be talking about um, uh, all of the nerdy stuff that we've been uh, uh, consuming yep. over the past month, some comic books, some movies and stuff. And I know you've come to the table with some very strong opinions on things, I would imagine, um, or weigh in on, on possibly some things that we've been going to talk about. So what the hell are we going to talk about here, Schaefer? Let's talk about why you are wearing sunglasses in the studio. Because it is a sunny day and uh, I don't like you. I also want to take a moment of silence to see if you can hear the cacophony that is roaring through the yes. streets of Astoria, Queens at this very moment. Let's, let's take a, let's, let's listen. A din of screaming and car yes. horns fills uh, the streets of Astoria, Queens. For those of you who don't know, Astoria, Queens is predominantly a, a Greek and Greek. Eastern European um, neighborhood with uh, uh, roots going back many, many decades. Um, and so apparently... Minutes before we began recording... Something something about Greece and or the Middle Eastern European countries... Greece defeated the Ivory Coast in the World Cup 2-1. to one. Okay, I have a follow-up question. Yep. Sports What ball. is a World Cup? Terrific. Moving it's, on. Okay. Um, moving on. It's it's European football. They kick a ball around. You can't touch it with your hands. There are like lines and goals. It's, I like, it's like a thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Joe, do you have an opinion on the soccer? Go. Sports ball. Um, I think it's more entertaining than actual football. Oh. <laughs> Controversy well, on her you, you first say. You can say it is actual football. So. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, considered mean everywhere American in the world football. except yeah. for here. There's, yeah, there's I mean, I mean, other than American football. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of strategic planning that goes into like real football, but I tend to fall asleep while they're trying to plan, and I like the the action and the thrill of of soccer. I think it's worth staying awake with yeah. football to hear the bones crunch. Wait, which football? The, football or the, football? The, the football. Okay. Not Soccer. The football. Soccer Not is the... the football. The football. The football. You mean American football. <laughs> the football. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Emphasis soccer, which is football. the metric system football. Yeah. F-U-T-B-O-L. Football. Foot. Football. Footy the foot. They have, the, they have the schwa. The they schwa do. There's a schwa the in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Comic books. <laughs> I like them. Are you, you guys are all, all three of you assholes are doing that now, right? The, on Wednesdays, <laughs> you're all posting the, like, comics I read them. But I, I see it spread. Like, you guys both do it, and now, like, you're... You are, guys, you do, are you doing it, too? I, I just yeah. did it last yeah. week. For the first it's going to become a thing. Yeah, it's going I, to I start really, spreading. Really no, it's like, not. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. I is it, it really? It is. Oh. Not all the time. I do it because I find comfort in seeing what you guys are all reading each week, and I like the I like the the universal format that all three of you are using. 
Well, it's a, it's a. It's Mine a, would be like two panels because I don't read much. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I read too read, much, as, read, as it turns but, out. I'm reading way too much. I sit around all the time. All I do is read. Yeah, me too. Um, Sea Muldrow, I have a question for you about a certain graphic novel we all know and love. Miss Stunning. Chew. How far are you? <laughs> I am. I am reading current. I. Okay. So you. Okay. So no you spoilers. Were saying, no so spoilers. You made a chew sale, and I just bought like, it all because the eighth trade. Like you're past what happened. Oh. Thank God we're going to talk about this because they're not caught up with me yet. No, I'm. I'm only. So I'm only up to yeah. big league chew. Yeah. Um, you're like only big league chew. I'm oh caught my up, God! The I'm recent issue. Trades. Okay. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna <laughs> oh die. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, I had to, thing. I had to like tweet them immediately upon reading it, and I was like, "You guys don't understand how like, amazing this keeps getting. How do you keep getting more wonderful?" I don't know what to do because when I was catching up with the boys, I would text Lugo and be like, "Oh my God, Poyo!" <laughs> and he'd be like there with me, and now I'm like, "I can't say anything. I have to wait. I keep my mouth shut. It's hard." I got yelled at. For simply putting secret agent before Poyo. You okay? did. That was oh. by... Oh. And that was by... Wait, wait, wait. That was by me, Because I saw... Oh, I love, I love agent, something Agent Poyo. And I was like, Agent? Yep. That's a spoiler. And now it's spoiled for you if you just started reading Images 2. Uh. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I also spoiled something for Schaefer the other day without thinking. And I got I caught his full... Yeah. His full See, internet it's, wrath. It's subtle. I was terribly nice because something happened. And I was like, so have you read the sixth trade? And he's like, not yet. And I was like, just pay attention to what Olive is wearing. And he's like, oh, you mean the bleep? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't want to spoil it. But I wanted to like... That, I, pre- I appreciated that. I'm very... <laughs> and humble. Now, look, oh. now there's a now all of the comic books that I've been reading, I'm still reading and still enjoying. But yeah. there, there's a, there's a couple there's a couple I want to talk about that I'm that I haven't talked about on the podcast before. Uh, a small a small handful. Um, and I think I'm turning into a Marvel fan as a result now. Yes. Go on. Um, because I'm now reading Moon Knight. And uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I love it so and much. It is, it is. Well, first of all, <laughs> Moon Knight. No one told me that Moon Knight was the Marvel Batman. No one, and I blame the internet, and will never forgive the internet for holding out on me. It's because they're too busy thinking Iron Man is the Marvel Fair Batman. Fair enough. And- no, Iron Man is not the Marvel Batman. Moon Knight is the Marvel Batman. It is so good. It's written so cinematically. So um, simply, the stories are are self-contained in each book, um, and there's a very simple setup. There's a there's a problem. There's a mystery. He goes through some some trial to to figure it out. He figures out the end. There's no wind down. It's an abrupt ending. He punches the bad guy in the face. End of the comic book. <clears throat> it is so good. It never overstays its welcome. It, it does so much by saying so little, and the art style is beautiful. Uh, I can't recommend Moon Knight highly enough. And I think it's only, like, what, four issues in? Four or five issues in? Yeah. So it's really easy to get in on board on this right now. Uh, and I'm going to have to start. I have to get some sort of, like, an iPad, and I have to start reading Comixology, don't I? Yes, yeah. yes. you do. Mm-hmm. I'm the last one, right? You're the yeah, last one. Last and that's why I only read, like, trades, and I, I've given up on so many <laughs> monthly issues. and <laughs> I'm leagues behind everybody. Uh, what else? Would, Another have, appre- one? would have appreciated an, an earlier intervention, you guys. 
No, actually, that's not true. They've been trying. You guys, I've been, been, we've been, have, we've been singing yeah. its praises for a long time. Well, sir. you've been singing its praises, and then yeah. I well, ever had, since you like started sharing his account, you've been oh, yeah. like every month. Even. I don't know. There's just a thing when you can. I mean, they have sales on some of the best things. They it's do like mm-hmm. a fifty percent off where you can get like twice the amount of comic books I mean and there's also and there's also like uh, Marvel Mondays every Monday there's a Marvel title that's on sale and it's usually like 24 issues that are on sale of like one title like I think they just did Hulk Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago Um, it was a 99 cent Hulk sale which was amazing I mean I I didn't buy anything but if if you're a Hulk fan you could have fucking stocked up on it uh yeah, it's it's comicology is the bomb, and I have to thank yeah. and 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 I have to thank Seymour Joe because Seymour Joe uh, bought me some comicology comic books for my birthday. Um, one of which was Moon Knight. Thank you so much. The other one, um, there's a couple other ones. Lazarus, which is really good. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Black Science. Black Science. Ugh! Black Science is my new Jim Jam. I love <laughs> That's a Marvel title. No, no, it's um, image, IDW, Image, something like that. I'm forgetting. I'm blanking. I think it's Image. The internet is yelling at me right now saying, no, see, you're an idiot. It's it might company. be. I'm going to yell at you in like two seconds. Um, Black Science is, is one of those modern style comic books where th- there's no exposition. It drops you right into the middle of the action from page one and it doesn't slow down. It's action packed. It just fucking barrel, roll, it barrel rolls. And it, it, essentially it's a story of these scientists who have uh, <laughs> invented a means of traveling through, it's not quite clear whether it's space or, or alternate dimensions, right? Um, or alternate <laughs> timelines. It's not quite sure what's going on here, but they keep, <laughs> they, <laughs> so this portal, so they're, they're going to go on this really kind of cute little jaunt. I'm going to fucking take a nap, dude. It's, so good. That's enough. That's though you hit enough bullet points. I get the idea. Of, of I'm the so world. excited. By image. By it way. is published by image. Yeah, I just looked. Thank up. you very much. And You're it's welcome. only what four issues in. <sighs> I, I don't right. want the internet to tell you. Four cool. issues in. Sounds so good. good. And I just started uh, downloading it. Uh, she, she also got me uh, Fatal, which is this um, uh, sort of uh, magic. Can you read them on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can read them on your phone, dude. They're yeah. just as big as any other comic book. So small. My vision's so poor. Well, but like <laughs> you, you can do it pane by pane so that it yeah, fills sure, up like your sure. whole yeah. screen. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. really not bad. Uh, it's so good. Bum, bum, bum. Um, bum, what bum, is the bum, other bum. one? You uh, were just talking about yeah, Fatal. Fatal is really good. Film noir, 1930s story, but with like a black magic kind of Arkham horror kind of feel to it. Um, really good. Um, and I'm thinking, was there something else? I think that was it. Yeah, those those yeah. are the, those are the four. Yeah, and uh, I'm still reading all the things <laughs> I'm reading, which is great. Oh, it's and a now I'm adding Black Science and yeah. uh, Moon Knight to my regular titles. Yay! And, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm glad you liked them. Oh no, it's to, wonderful. Like, Thank you so much. Them. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Chuck Stunning is teaching uh, Schaefer how to work an iPhone. <laughs> it's like apparently. Talking, it's like talking to my mom about getting her to Facebook. It's so <laughs> neat, you guys. <laughs> It's technology. Ooh, shiny. Fuck. It's really not bad. That's what I sit at my job and I do all day. I just look at my phone and everyone thinks I'm texting. You read everything on your phone now? Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Pretty much everything that comes off of comicology. And it's like if you want to see the like longer view of it, you can pinch back out and actually see what the whole page looks like Mm -hmm. as like 
a whole piece of art, which sometimes I find essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, know, the, the cool thing on the iPad, the there's, a, there's the, a function on the iPad where it allows you, like, when you're scrolling at the end of the page, it'll it'll zoom back out to the full page before it goes to the next one, so you mm-hmm. get to see the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, there's a couple of really nice moments um, in Guardians that does that. Yeah. Where there's some dialogue, and it goes around, and then it pulls out, and you see the entire fight scene. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm going to kiss you, Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> And or even, you're just like, ooh, that artwork's really great. Even though I still Which read I it on Comixology, I think the only thing that is actually a detriment to it that I have found is Adventure Time, which yes. I am obsessed with. I Ryan was... North is a genius. Um, he writes the dinosaur comics. I don't know if you've ever read any of those. Wait, the like where the dinosaurs have like armor and stuff? No, like have you like um, or they're like static images, it's, and it's just dialogue. Yeah. And it's just dialogue yeah, yeah, each time. Those. Yeah, he's he's really really funny, but he's doing the uh, Adventure Time comics right now, Ooh. and they're really really cleverly written. But he's always got like little commentary, like little writer commentary that runs at the bottom of like most of the pages. Oh, Comicsology like, doesn't pick that up. It does, but not in, yeah, not in a good way where it like isolates it. I have to uh. kind of scroll down and zoom back in and <laughs> scroll along. But um, it's worth it. It's worth right. it. I absolutely love it. Uh, good to know. See uh, Joe's pick, uh, Adventure Time comic books. Yeah, that uh, and She Hulk. She Hulk is so good. Oh my god. She Hulk. If if you like if you like uh, Hawkeye, definitely you will love She Hulk. It's about because Avenger it's, who spends less time avenging and more time being an attorney at law and a powerful woman. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically about all the time of hers where she's not saving the day, about her actually doing a job. And it's really funny. It's really cleverly done. I like it. I've heard a lot of positive things about it. Yeah, yeah. And I just heard more. <laughs> what are you what are you reading, Schaefer? Same stuff? Or no, anything I, new? No, I suck. I'm reading something that's like twenty years old that everybody already read. What? That's okay. Sandman? I'm reading Sandman. Oh, okay. Because I never I never read Neil Gaiman's Sandman. I think I think I, I saw you post this on Facebook and I read the first two trades and I don't get it. I don't understand why because I never read it when it it ran. Yeah. I read the first two trades. I don't understand the appeal. I've tried to pick it up a couple times. I have the first I don't, trade and I yeah. just go. But can I, I read? Guardians? I don't get it. It's I, so I think... it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't get the, the 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 rabid fervor that this comic book series has garnered. Well, I've I've read the whole thing from beginning uh-huh. to end. It was one of the first things that I did read. Um, and the first two are very horror based, um, where he's he's finding this character and kind of developing it as it goes on. Uh, you do really see Dream throughout time, like how he influenced Shakespeare into writing A Midsummer's Night Dream, or you know how the the Emperor of San Francisco was influenced by Dream. You know the the guy who wandered around uh, believing that he was Emperor, and everyone was always very very nice to him. Oh Fascinating yeah, fascinating story. Yeah, um, you know, and you get to see him through all of these aspects and all of the time and all of the things that he's influenced as well as you get to meet all of his family and all of the different aspects that brings, you know. Uh, Delirium and Death are both truly fantastic characters that really add a lot to it. I don't know, I really love So So you're saying I need to get past the first two trades. It it becomes much more mystical and magical and almost lighthearted as it goes on. Um, I, I do suggest... Reading I'm, more, I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying? It? What, what yeah. trade are you up to? Four. Okay. And so, what's your as a as a new reader? What's your take on it? I like Sandman. 
What What do you like about it? I don't know. It's pretty dark. It's creepy. I like it. Oh yeah. That's very informative, Mr. Shaver. No, I. You know what? This I, is scintillating radio. You know what? The dark Lord. <laughs> I like the the very element you were just talking about, the where you get to see uh, dream in like uh, different periods of time, which makes me, which is the, one of the things I like the most about American Vampire. Um, so good. absolutely. So maybe it's. Uh, oh. It's, all right. Well, there's, I'll there's give, a similar I'll give it a appeal. To that. Uh, American Vampire. Mm-hmm. I'll, okay, I'll go back and give it a chance now. Salmon. Yeah. Do you want to start reading it together? I've already read the first two. I'm going to start with three. I'll start with three. I don't care. Okay. Uh, so there it is. Next month, uh, Chuck and I will do a field report. You guys on will reading. be done. I'll still be reading the same trade. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up, Buttercup. Slowpoke. I read House of M recently. Is that a Marvel title? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I know nothing about it. Go. Uh, Scarlet Witch goes crazy. Oh. Kills a bunch of people. Then she recreates reality. It's really old and very dense, and I only read it because I like Scarlet Witch so much. <laughs> Are you saying it's good? It's what, what's your uh, yeah, what's it, your opinion on it? It exists. <laughs> she is ambivalent. I see. Good gravy. There's something that we read together, Chuck, which is Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel. <gasps> which, yes. Oh my goodness! Wait, wait, wait! I wait. don't know why we haven't talked about it I'm yet. I'm a tiny little Miss, baby. Miss Marvel, who is uh, the 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 Jersey uh, City, the Jersey City girl. Yeah. Oh, she's, so she's good. Pakistani. What's really funny. And, is Alan bought me the first couple uh, floppies of that? Which Alan is why, Yeah, really? who was our comic guest book last, historian mm-hmm. last month? Yeah, he bought me two of the issues of Ms. Marvel and then Pop two issues of uh, of Captain Marvel and the first Black Widow, which was really great. Yeah, he for liked... some reason he was like, "These are strong ladies. You'll like them." <laughs> uh, I'm really liking so Miss Marvel good. a lot. Oh, I love her. I want to. Just... I mean, I just thought that the idea of like her imagining her, like what she wants to be—this yeah. beautiful, tall, blonde, flowing hair with the gorgeous, revealing outfit—and the second she gets into it, she's like, "I don't feel any better. I this outfit's it. giving me a wedgie. Like, <laughs> this is not an ideal situation. This does not make any of my problems like, go away. Like she... having that perfect body, that perfect costume, that yes. perfect image still didn't do anything for her. And yeah. I was just like, yeah." Yeah. When she makes the comment about superheroes not wearing any underwear, <laughs> I was like, I guess you couldn't. Yeah. Could you? yeah. Oh, she's. Uh, and, and, and I love that she's still finding her way. You know, they kind of, mm-hmm. it's almost got a, oh man, I'm going to toss it a real obscure reference. It's almost got like a, a greatest American hero vibe, you know, where, where you, you have this, this protagonist who gains these, extraordinary abilities but with no instructions on how to use it and so she's finding her way and she's stumbling and she's making mistakes and she's getting in trouble not only with like cops but like her parents who have grounded her you know it's almost it's 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 almost like a a modern day sort of peter parker spider-man story but from a completely unique point of view and i'm really really enjoying it awesome Mm -hmm. yeah you guys are giving really good endorsements of uh, comics I haven't read that I now have to read. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been like super impressed with Marvel recently, whereas I felt like, for me yeah. personally, Marvel was very kid-oriented. It was very much that stereotypical superhero comes in and saves the day superhero story. And I was reading a lot of Vertigo 
because I was interested in the more human interaction, the more human element of mm-hmm. of comics, where I wanted to see what happened. Yeah, when when you didn't know what you were doing and you were feeling insecure and you weren't sure, like that to me, I guess as the nerd was where I really related. It's like, yeah, you maybe have these powers, whether they're like mental or physical or whatever, but you're still a messed up person. I'm glad to see that bleeding over into Marvel. I'm glad to see more humanization of their characters yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in a way That's that I, I have never seen from them before. And 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 look, I, I, am, I am a DC fan. I am not a Fairweather fan. I will love them when they're horrible. I will love them when they're great. But they're doing something now where every five book arc is is like the worst thing that's ever happened and and there it's kind of starting to feel like they're two years into it now two like just over two years into the new 52 and it's sort of like okay now that we've destroyed the world almost four times now what i think it's getting a little too big because they have to keep topping the worst thing they did they just did and i'm getting a little I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm getting a little cape and tight, tired out a little bit. Um, it's 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 getting it's getting to the point where it's like, oh, okay, you just saved the world from the most horrible thing ever, and everybody was nearly destroyed, but you all saved the day in the end, and now the world's going to end again. And so now what? Basically. Why it's, don't you just kill yourselves? I Basically, much, tomorrow the world is going to end again. <laughs> what chance do you have? And I'd much Give rather up read now. about Clint Barton filling out an application for the gap. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least he's going to do it with some sass. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of this, like, these big world inter-universe events going on in DC that, yeah. that like, characters are just all bleed, they all bleed into everything now. So yeah. even the the Batman Robin story, the Robin Rises arc that they're, they're following. It's like Frankenstein and Wonder Woman have shown up in it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Batman and Robin because it was like about a dude and his kid and right. they were fighting crime and now there's just like those mystical forces and magic and aliens and shit. In yeah. It. It's all about the movies, you know. What movies? What DC it's, movies? It's that theoretical idea of, well... Marvel has this great thing where they bring in lots of characters and lots of people into the same universe, and maybe if we did that, people would like our movies too. That's what I think that's about. But they've been, but DC's been doing that for a long time. DC start, was doing that before anybody else was doing it. DC that. invented that shit with Crisis exactly. on Infinite Earths. You know, it's sort of like I don't know. I think I think they're they're getting to to a point where I it, something's got to give. You know what I mean? Either they pull way back. And start telling like really like internalized struggles of what it means to be a hero, or they're going to have to destroy. The, they're going to have to like reboot again because they're going to destroy their you know all their infinite Earths again. Um, but again, I'm still going to read it. I'm still going to read it all, and um, I'm gonna I'm I'm not going to read Batman Eternity anymore. Batman Eternal. I still like it. Lugo doesn't. I'm still Batman Eternal. I don't like it. I'm I done. St- I checked st- out. I no longer care. Still I can't it. read anything Batman because there's just too much. I get overwhelmed. There's a lot of Batman. There's so much Batman. It what is terrifying? I go through the your fuck, Chuck. 
<laughs> Stunning. <laughs> I can't help it. Like I look at your comicsology and I'm like bam 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 bam. Like I can't. Like even <laughs> just like Chuck, what you have Chuck. on your you like, should, comicsology. You should just start with the Morrison run. Start with this whole arc that they did with the new Fifty Two Morrison run. Yeah, yeah, the Court of Owls. You'll like the Court of Owls. Like, go, yeah, go from the Court of Owls through yeah. Batman and Robin. All of that <coughs> is a really good, sound starting place. And the fun thing about Batman is that they have a lot of trades that are totally independent arcs. Yeah. They're just their own individual little thing that have nothing to really do with anything. So a lot of Batman is not, like, <laughs> congruent, where you have to read all of it in order to read the rest of it and that is how I've eased myself into it because I felt really intimidated too like there's so much of it but yeah that's that would be my suggestion but you don't have to take my word for it but um bum uh I feel so very <laughs> <laughs> stressed out over Batman all right well then let's 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 change the subject let's talk we saw we saw some movies yeah. we did see we saw well I don't we, well, the three to, of us the saw three of a us, movie. Yeah, three of us saw a movie. A particular movie. Uh, we saw... Seymour Joe, did you see the movie in question? I did. <laughs> okay. So, we saw the movie Godzilla, the, the new did. one. The new Godzilla. Is, is that the title of it? Just Godzilla? Godzilla is the title of the film. Yes. And I um, just have to say, Lugo, you have to pick the next movie we see. Because Schaefer picked Amazing Spider-Man 2. Right, and that was awful. I picked Godzilla. Right. So, you have to pick the next one. Done. Um, and because uh, because uh, Godzilla would make you guys over two because Godzilla was a whole lot of it was it was so close to being good. It, it had so many good it chunks. Had, it, it had, had moments of good. And then they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. I think Schaefer, you you hit the nail on the head as we were leaving. <laughs> you said the second Brian Cranston died. The heart oh, of that God, film. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, oh, sorry, spoilers. Uh, the moment he died, uh, the whole movie became less than for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, was there like was no weight. Completely different. The heart. The heart of that once. film was gone. Uh, less than a third of the way in the film. Yeah, Twi- Kickass kick couldn't pick up that slack. He was annoying. <laughs> So yeah. I just can we just segue into the Godzilla the, the field report that we made? No, we can't because I really just want the internet to hear how our joy died in two <laughs> clips. <laughs> I really want them to hear it. Cause... I was so excited for this film. I was so excited. I I love Godzilla. I love classic Godzilla. I even like the the. The Godzilla reboot, the Godzilla 2000. The Broderick one? I, I liked it too. I actually, actually. liked the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. I liked it. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a popcorn action film summer blockbuster, it worked, you know? You don't need more than a giant monster, like, demolishing a city. With this Godzilla, they tried to inject some kind of, I don't know, what? Pathos? Some kind of... I don't know. Which worked for like 25 minutes. Which worked for <laughs> Cranston. Yes. And then later on, you have like the, the scientists and the military guys pacing around looking at screens every third shot. And they actually refer to, uh, we've got to call up Godzilla. And it's they're referring to the giant monster by its name and, and saying that they got to give it a call. Yeah. Uh, that immediately, Wait, what did they say they got to call Godzilla? 
The scientists called him Godzilla like the whole movie. No, no, no. But they got to give him a call. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean they got to give him a call? You mean to just explain the, the final set piece of the film? Oh, sure. No, yeah. Okay, got it? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I was um, so... I, spoilers. I was really excited when I saw Mothra was going to be in the movie. And then I was instantly not excited anymore. Did Mothra look like Predator to anyone else? I thought it looked like Cloverfield. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got. I got a, I got a like, Cloverfield I don't know, vibe. Like these weird tusks and this weird mouth that opened up in this multi Also, also uh, that was no Mothra. No. Uh, I do not acknowledge no. that creature as a Mothra. I deny <laughs> the Mothra existed in that film. That was some... I don't know. You know what it Aberration? was? It was the victim of having its jaw held open and having blue fire vomited down its throat. After it tried so hard to get laid. That's all. It, it, was, it traveled across yeah, the country to get laid. And then Godzilla actually kind of cute. vomited blue fire into that's, his that's mouth. That's because you're weird, Seymour. <laughs> and that's I what I like, like about you. Oh, the Mothra's nuzzled. There is. That's this film, right. this film was not. I think not Steve Ultra is the only no, person on this wasn't. podcast who believes in romance. Um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, there were there were some great moments. There were some great action scenes. There were some great um, like city destruction set pieces. There were some good battles uh, between the monsters. There was some good tension when when the fights were happening. But that was so far and few between. This whole the film. As a as a as an entirety was so disappointing on yeah. so many levels. Uh, I don't know how you could fuck up a Godzilla film. How do you fuck up a Godzilla film by not showing enough Godzilla? That's why. Yeah. Because they spent the entire movie going, "Here's this battle that's going to happen, but we're going to deal with these terrible actors who are acting terribly because yeah. we're trying to bring this human element." And you like yeah. see the tiny little snippet of the battle. On, they were they were on worse. a tiny little screen, and finally, when you get to the actual, you're not gonna look away from the battle anymore. You don't even care about the battle anymore because you spent so much time with these like cinematic blue balls <laughs> <laughs> that you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna very I'm gonna go to bed. Little thought, growth, or personality. Yeah, they were I'm they were <laughs> the, the, the actors were less than than two dimensional. I mean, I, they uh, were. They were they were literally caricatures of the archetype they were playing, and they make up the whole movie. Yeah, well, they had a couple compelling ones early on. They're yeah, gonna be. I like no, I like Cranston. That was it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 I don't know why. What? They, uh, they was killed the Julia Binoche. Yes, yeah. Is that her name. Yes, yeah. That was like that. There that was, was some, wonderful oh, and heart wrenching yes. and beautiful. Oh, I was and and close and to the, tears in the and then when you see him later and his obsession with the monster or the or the event that happened, like you understand that kind of des, like deep desire to find answers because of the loss. You understand it. You understand his motives. You understand why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you're rooting and you for him. You feel terrible because his son is just being a dick to him. Yeah. And then, yeah, and he's then, like, whatever. Mom died. Don't care. And then you kill off the only heart of your film, and what we're left with is caricatures and monsters you barely see, and and then you know basically vomiting into each other's mouths. Yeah. 
Well, only one of them vomited into someone's mouth. And that fair, actually, for fair. me, that was almost enough of a payoff for what I tolerated. That shot is. You know what? That so shot. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. We all that hollered. Pretty I good. Think we all wooed. But in like, me. the Mothra didn't seem like it could do any damage to the Godzilla. Where were the lasers? Where? I yeah. Was, I was looking for like it. I was, said, uh, like I said, Mino. that was no Mothra of mine. It was. I, it was a Mino Mothra in name only. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no moth wings, no antenna, no Mothra, as far as I'm concerned. Sold. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I don't want to talk about this film anymore. Good. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? What did uh, you guys do? Oh, fuck balls. Oh, we, we did some... Spent we had some, we had, we had a together. day of shenanigans. We shenanigans day. Yeah. Go. Oh, um, <laughs> recently, After Birth Monkey, the band that... You are Half of, of you know about the twelve of you that actually listen, and the other six don't care about. No, it's eleven friend. because one of the listeners is here. Oh well, no, I still listen. She's to it. still listening. <laughs> She's still included in what's happening. Well, so will the- you send us an email during this episode? <laughs> Dear yes. Epic Podcast, I am a really, really big fan. I want to say this as I'm recording with you right now. Uh, we, you were hired to play at a pageant. Yes, uh, as part of a four-day, four-gig Afterbirth Monkey gigathon, the Saturday show was an afternoon thing called Kings County Presents the Brooklyn Smallest Penis Pageant. It is exactly (laughs) what it sounds like. That was the most pregnant pause ever. (laughs) A pageant of gentlemen wishing to win having a small penis. So, of course, this was right up after Birth Monkey's alley, considering Oh, this is right in your wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah, considering yeah. we already had two dick songs to start with. One talking about itty-bitty dicks. When, yes, and and the other one about just a plethora um, of dicks I falling was, on you. I was there. I, I witnessed this pageant. Um, basically, you won by getting the least amount of points. Yes. So and the more points you had, the 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 more the 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 least likely you're going to mm-hmm. win. And it was apparently a really big deal. Like Time Out New York covered it, and Vogue covered it, and yeah, yeah, there were a bunch it of was like pretty uh, crazy. I've history seen, online. I've journals seen there. my band do really inappropriate things in a lot of well loved journalism <laughs> avenues. So really great picture in Time Out New York of Mark holding this. Penis balloon animal. That's as far as I can explain it. And me just clamping my mouth over the top of it. Because we're classy. <laughs> Afterbirth Monkey. Buy our album. Buy our t-shirts. Uh, Buy our t-shirts. We have t-shirts. Um, so we went from that yes. to uh, to a lovely thing. A lovely uh, uh, yeah. interactive, an interactive piece of theater called the Speakeasy Dollhouse. Awesome. Which is actually performed in uh, in an old refurbished speakeasy in New York. Um, <laughs> the entrance to it is you have to go down a, a, an alley uh, behind a building and the entrance is just looks like a like a giant metal fire door but you walk in and it's a lavishly uh, appointed lounge with it's... comfy couches and a bar and um you know, very you know, and there's a fake bookcase door that leads into another room, which and, is so cool. Yeah, and there is a a storyline that is presented, and you are given a 
essentially a character sheet at the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. based on what you have in front of you, you are supposed to act on what is directed toward you. Like, for, yeah. for instance, mine said, when John gets in trouble, you go and help him. And so when John got in trouble in the storyline, I found John and I said, John, do you need anything? And that's what I did. The story. Your storyline was, was. The worst. No, it was the best. The worst. Because, because you had the, because your storyline kept going. Because you kept having to go to other people and do other things. And then you go whisper st- stuff in other characters' ears. And yeah. My, my storyline, I was a veterinarian. <laughs> Who was looking for love, and I had to find um, a good woman. I had to find a good woman, and and there was a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Dines, who could direct me to a good woman. A good woman. And that good woman, so I met her, uh, who was a lady of the night. Wink. And <laughs> but she directed me to the mob boss because apparently, as a veterinarian, I have access to horse tranquilizers that people on the street want to use as recreational drugs. And so the, the so the gangster basically um, wanted to buy drugs off of me, and I'm like, all right, cool. But then that was it. That was like that was the end of my storyline. Like it didn't go any further than that. But you had an amazing yeah, storyline. Yeah, I was told to find the maid in the very beginning uh, for advice, and so the maid found me and sent me to a back room where I found out the storyline between the speakeasy owner and John's wife. They were sneaking around, and I, of course. Because my character sheet, my character sheet said I was a gossip, and I adopted this <laughs> as if it were scripture. Found John, and I was like, John, I, you know that thing you said about your wife when we first all got here? Because I spoke to John multiple times. I got really involved in this. They probably should have paid me. I was so involved in this. <laughs> like John so great to see you it's nice to be your neighbor and then after I see this scene of indiscretion I instantly go to John and go John I think you were right about your wife (laughs) (laughs) and then he kills somebody Dun 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 yeah and I I feel essentially there's that it is my fault because I told John well it was gonna happen anyway I know it was gonna happen anyway Uh, but it is it's all your fault Chuck I blame myself. <laughs> so you have these you have these cast of characters who have very specific wants and needs. There's there's a there's an initial problem, and then there's a murder, and then there's a race to figure out what happens, and then there's even a trial at the end where um, and it's wonderful. So it's called Speakeasy Dollhouse. It's on Saturdays at five or six, yeah. was it? Five or six in the afternoon, so it's like two. It's like three hours, and the sun is still out when you leave, so you can still do stuff when you're done. It was actually quite wonderful. If you get my character sheet, <laughs> just go to the bar and drink. Don't do anything, <laughs> because you will live with that guilt. Well, what's what's great about this For show is that you can go back life. again and again and again and see a completely different a show, show because it's a. It's. I mean, there is scripted moments, but mostly it's interactive theater, I don't and really and and and, and the show. plot kind of depends on the audience making a lot of it happen, yeah. basically. So that sounds hella fun. It is. Hella it's fun. really cool. Dress like a flapper if you want. Yes, dress, you dress don't like have a flapper. You don't have to, but if you dress like a flapper, it's so much more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I got nothing. I've, I've been sitting around making shitty costumes oh and recording songs, so you go ahead. Okay, wait, wait. Say something. Say something. So this last Saturday. <laughs> you. Oh, right. Yes. 
I did something for the first time that I've wanted to do since I moved to New York, before I started burlesque, before any of this shit that is my life. I knew there was something I wanted to do. Happens every summer at Coney Island. It's called the Mermaid Parade. And this year I was a mermaid in the Mermaid Parade. It's been four days since I've done the Mermaid Parade and I'm still waking up thinking about how awesome it was to be a mermaid in the Mermaid Parade. Sometimes you do a drug apparently and you like are high forever. I don't know what drug that is, but (laughs) (laughs) for me, that's the Mermaid Parade. I do not think I'm going to live down the high of being at Coney Island in cupcake pasties and a really shitty fake skirt tail that I made, having people just like want to take my picture and oh, it was magic. It was, I I loved it so much. <laughs> I loved it every minute of it. I had cupcake pasties and I actually marched with the reigning Miss Coney Island for this mermaid parade so we led all of the mermaids like there were floats and like cars and things before that and so like all the mermaids came in after us and I was so very gifted and very fortunate to be asked by Rita and Weep to march with her uh, which was incredible also I have the cutest sunburn on the top of my left breast in the shape of my cupcake pasty <laughs> I I want to get a tattoo there it's so cute i i can't i can't even think about mermaid parade and and be normal that Um, is apparently sun and see mojo do you do you have an opinion on the mermaid parade or uh, i want to be a mermaid i totally understand your desire for mermaidiness (laughs) when i was small i always wanted to be ariel and it was like I got to be her for a day. Um, when I was small, we did a production of Aladdin with the cassette tape for our neighbors. And I really wanted to be Jasmine, but the problem is is that I am a killer tenor, and so I wound up being Aladdin instead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> out for playing the boys in the shows. I'm always the boy. Oh, me too. Me too. No, you're not. Um, well, I'm very happy for you, Chuck. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did. Wonderful. I did the Mermaid Parade once, and then decided I, that's a thing I never need to do ever again. I'm gonna do it every year for the yeah, rest of my life. Too much sun and too many people. And it's scary. Yeah, but it is. You know, I love seeing all of my friends' pictures show up after the Mermaid Parade and seeing everybody like out. It's like a like a social media blitzkrieg. It's the, of... the following day, you get the pictures of everybody. Uh, strangely shaped sunburns <laughs> yes yes did you see the like uh sincerely yours has like a perfect circle on her back from her dress oh yeah that costume was really cute i didn't want to post my cupcake shaped sunburn that would be inappropriate according to the facebook guides and standards well i was gonna cover it with my googly eye pasty there's actually a picture on my phone if there's enough of an outcry by the internet I guess check I'll the show notes whatever. for the googly eye pasty boob uh sunburn pic <laughs> Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, Simo, what do you got? What do you got going on? What's anything anything you want to talk about? 
Um, I'm working on a musical right now. Uh, it's a brand new musical. What? A musical cool. musical? Like a theater musical? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Club 45. Is this original or is something you're writing? It's it's an, uh, it's an original that my friend uh, Brandon DeVito is writing. Um, and it's really exciting. Uh, we're doing it. It's a very, like, ensemble production. Oh, where, cool. Where... Uh, I was definitely able to come in and influence like the direction that my character was going to go. Oh wow! And um, you know, he's like, "She's an artist," but I don't really know anything about her. Why don't you tell me about her? And I'm like, "Well, you know, her she lives in fantasy land, and her fantasy kind of reflects her reality." So I get a lot of lines like, "You remind me of a vase I loved once," or "You remind me of a vase I had once. I loved that vase." <laughs> or, sorry, she doesn't look good drawn in charcoal. Like, that's, like, my whole life. Wow. Nice. Um, and, and this is in Colorado, mm-hmm. where, where you live and work and play. That is true. Um, our, our first show will actually be in New York City, though. <gasps> what? When? Um, we've been pre-approved for Fringe next <gasps> year. So, nice. Um, Wait, next year? Yeah. April, that's a ways away. April 2015. Good is, gravy. Uh, will that be the first performance? Yeah, we're going to do a staged reading beforehand as part of our um, approval thing. So we'll be right. doing the stage reading in September for a week, which we'll do um, in How front of an audience. for the New York Fringe? Uh, you would have to ask my director that question. Oh. But I know that he sent in an application that we were pre-approved, that we're working on finalizing the script and getting everything. All the music is uh, Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco, which we've already gotten approved <laughs> by them. Uh, like oh, redone nice. orchestrally, which is which is really really fascinating and fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, stage reading in September, and then we do all the blocking, get everything ready to go. We're going to be doing a Kickstarter after the stage reading, sure, to get our entire cast out to New York City. Um, I like the part where Lugo asked you about the uh, getting the pre-approved thing for the Fringe. Lu- <laughs> Lu- Lugo and I produced a show in the Fringe. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't remember. No, I do remember. We were not pre-approved. We applied and then and then we I Oh, there were so many stages of No, I believe and, No, and, I believe uh, you cuz you told me every damn one all the time. We were producing a show together. No, I know. I was there kind of dick fuck face. But I didn't know you could get pre-approved for the French for like uh, pri- for the next year. That's some new stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, basi- it's <laughs> I basically the newsletters I, like from, four from, times from a week. What I've been able to gather, it's it's like stage <clears throat> one. Then we have to do the stage reading and send it to them, and oh, then I see. that has I to see. be approved. And I then, see. but like we've we've made it through the first hurdle. They like what we do, what we've sent to them so far, and that's oh. that's the goal that we're working. Well, congratulations! Towards. I hope it all works out for you. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Uh, April 2015, New York City, Seabell Drow <laughs> in uh, Club 45. Club 45. I am so excited to see it. Can we uh, field report it, guys? Fuck yeah, we'll yeah. field report it. If this podcast is still breathing. It will be. It will be, because I will love it with all of my might. If you clap real hard, it'll survive. Um, and <laughs> no, I, I got nothing. I, got <laughs> I know you got nothing. I just I um, glanced over it. Anything like, else? Um, you guys don't want to talk about a magic show you may have seen at some point? Oh. Dick faces? Fuck you! Nelson Lugo recently premiered in New York City. Gathering the Magic, his one-man show. Magic storytelling show. Or storytelling show with 
magic. It was one night only at the Tank Theater in, in New York City. Midtown, where the theater happened. Right, where I was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. Do you, do you still... Do you, is it like, it's is not it, about me. This is about your show. Is Shut it, up. Is it like an emotional trigger for you every time you walk through there? No. <laughs> your show was really good why thank you Nelson's cried. show you, was was spectacular it I was, was moving so it was impressive it I was pieced even... together wonderfully it was, it was uh it was wonderful it was so delightful and wonderful and I was so proud coming to a city near you yeah so get at us if you want to book Nelson Lugo's one man show gathering the magic you only have to you only have to transport one person. <laughs> it's true. It's true. A bunch of suitcases full of magic. Well, a suitcase. Full yeah, of that's. Magic. And and also like a, a bandana on a stick. <laughs> Filled with fig newtons. <laughs> Slow over your shoulders. <laughs> that, uh, that railway thing that you have to like pump and it yeah. goes forward. <laughs> that and that's when Nelson Lugo left New York City in <laughs> search is, of the big city. It's in his. It's in his tech writer. If he uh, if he comes to your town, you have to like uh, that <laughs> railway pump. Thing. Oh my god! I what totally is the want... internet screaming at me? What is that? I really want to see it, it's and I'm really sad that great. I haven't. I've seen some magicy stuff from you in Orlando last year. But, uh-huh. Um. Well, you saw one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was wonderful. Oh, I thank you. I loved it very very much, and I would like to see more magic from me you. Me too. <laughs> on our on our shenanigan day, Lugo did a magic trick for me while we were waiting on the subway platform. Did I? Yes, oh, that's you right, did. I did. You did, and I freaked out. I really like magic. Uh, awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. It's really good. Uh, well, fuck. Anything else? Um, well, I I have a thing. Oh, well, I don't really have a thing. What's your thing? We? My heart stopped when he said he had a thing because of last month. Even though I was in on last month, I oh. still went, what is he going to do to us this time? Have you guys ever played Russian roulette? Oh. oh. I don't like where this is going. No, yes. it's actually not going anywhere. That's not a thing. I was going to say, we, <laughs> we have another interview. We have another guest this month. That's yep. true. That's we true. Absolutely. But this guest is actually from the past. We have another... Uh, a, another vaulted interview in the can, as we say in the biz. Uh, last Do month we when we were interviewing, yeah. that's what they say. That's what they say. Last month when we were interviewing Alan Kistler, another guest dropped by. I knew that this guest was coming. Chuck and Lugo did not. That's right. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip from last month uh, when that guest arrived. I understand your love of of the history of it because I I kind of grew up like that as well. I wish I had the love of of sort of cultural context as well because um all of this seems fucking fascinating it, it's just i mean these are morality plays and that's the door apparently the doorbell to studio 6c has just called out there may be another individual joining us oh dear uh, apparently uh, uh, the, yeah Schaefer did not tell us who this mystery guest was so i am Pretty nervous <laughs> as to who wait, it might be. Who is it? Come on in now. You can come in. Who is it? Please come in. Please come in. Hey! Who goes on first? <laughs> 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 Hold on. 
equipment. <laughs> Get <laughs> into my arms! I gotta hug this man. I think you oh. did ruin it, but it's I okay. did, I did, I broke everything. We ruined everything. the podcast here, bring it oh. in. Daddy. Yes, let's ruin everything. Oh. So who was the mystery guest that dropped by last month? <laughs> We're gonna take a I'm quick a, break, I'm and we'll Twitter. be back in just a moment. First thing they told me, don't snitch on your homies. Next thing you know, I'm cold and dying lonely. Must have been something that they not told me. Must have said something made you not hold me. Must have took something cause I feel hunted. Figured out I could have everything I wanted. But then I didn't want it cause it was too easy. Next thing you know, not a damn thing pleased me. Cliched and cheesy, that's how you see me. Yet you watching E-News and QT and with your teeth. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Who's in 3D? IMAX and Disney? Man, please forgive me if I sound like a hippie, but wow, I'm tripping off the shit I see daily. Work a day job is not enough, you could pay me. My time is priceless. Later for the monkeys with flashlights, hauling about who shine the brightest. Girls break their neck, but my lack of a check is affecting my flyness. Well, excuse me, your highness. Play keys like Linus, emotionally, but my asymmetry receives a B minus. There's always something there to remind us. Emotional baggage we can't put behind us. Hope someone find us soon. We all alone in our rooms, just waiting to be touched like Midas. The Lord made man in his likeness for what? Just so we'd have someone to fight with? Looking for long term in a world of impermanence? What about a man you could spend the damn night with? Man, I'm not like this. How could I be so self righteous? Tripping off the stereotype that's been given to me as an MC, whatever it be. I swear to God that tonight of the hypeness. Look at me all night. I hold your coat. Wanna get it up. so hard and I thought you'd fell with me couldn't believe when I leave you don't miss me try to solve the mystery by thinking about our history but that's when it hit me I was still obsessing on a blast from the past but the past does not fit me I grew out of these clothes ten songs ago seems like so long ago but now your eyes can't get me cause I see what lies behind them tragedy upon tragedy collected by none other than a majesty I ask myself why I had to be I try not to hate but you stay mad at me I feel the gravity pulling at my heart but I was built for this I bear no more guilt for this bury my sword up to the hilt for this life is looking like some scary fun shit to live underdog out I'm going in somebody root for this 
gentlemen our guest on the program this month is a rapper actor screenwriter and all-around wizard of joy yeah in the interest of full disclosure he is also one of my oldest and dearest friends please welcome to the program cool Cool Z. z and by oldest you mean not like older of the people that you know but just like you've known me a long time no i mean like you're the only 60 year old that i know oh you look good. You look great for but 60, But for a 60-year-old. My dad's 60. You mean your brother? I have an upper respiratory infection. It may sound like I'm 60, but I'm actually <laughs> below 40. Cool Z, you're kind of a nomad. You live all over the country from uh, yeah, various and I, times. Yeah, I shave my, the sides of my head. I grow out the back hair, and I wear vests that are made out of the skins of the animals that dwell upon the plains. And and you do that in Los Angeles currently, is that is that correct? Yeah, haven't you seen, yeah, haven't you seen the movies? Uh, are you familiar with the expression SWED? We pronounce it SVED. It is an acronym that stands for smoke, smoke weed, weed every, every day. day. Uh yeah, just... I do that, but you know, it's kind of passe. In California, weed is like basically Mandatory? You know, like when you were a kid and your parents gave you that fruity cough syrup shit when you were like sick and you were like, oh, this is kind of tasty. And you took a little more. That's kind of like the same thing as weed in oh, California. That's. Can we move to California? That sounds fun. I, I said I wasn't going to go back to that life. Oh, I've never I, been to that life. I so didn't know this, this podcast was about drugs. It's, it's it, not. It's only when Lou goes away. That yeah, See, Chuck and he Chuck and Schaefer drugs. will. Lou, good, Lou good doesn't take drugs. Would you would you categorize him as a square? No, no. He uh, he's just he's never tried an, a, an illegal drug in his life. So the we like to keep that. We we try not to force that on. I respect you protecting his innocence, but he's not here for this interview. So 
It's um, it's it's just uh, the Epic Piecast's uh, resonant fuck up. Shout out to Lugo. Shout- what up, Lugo? What up, Lugo? Lugo we up love in heaven. You. you a Puerto Peace. Rican wizard, son? Yo. Did you say just send him a shout out in heaven or Sunnyside or wherever you are. I don't. He's know. in Bridgeport. <laughs> Is in heaven or Sunnyside. <laughs> you make this work. Oh, as no. far as Queens goes, I've been to Sunnyside and Astoria. And that's it. Yeah? Who do you know in Sunnyside? I'd like to give a shout out to my boys, Jack Daniels and Johnny Walker. Down um, in, they're in all over the city. No, they're down in Sunnyside. That's where they reside. <laughs> they don't listen to this show, though. I guarantee you that. My mom can't listen to this one. <laughs> Well, this is, this is one from the vaults. This is... Moms don't listen to episodes from the vaults. No, they don't. So, cool. See, I have known you since <coughs> 1998. Whoa! <coughs> Sorry, I just that blew my mind. Is that correct? <coughs> well, I mean, I I knew you first when you were the drummer for a band in Iowa City called Bottle Dog. Right, but we didn't really know each other. But I went to your shows and I saw that you had magicians and you had... There was basically kind of like a math rock band. Something that probably Schaefer won't tell you because he's too modest or something. He has some sort of... He has some sort of grand designs for how he wants you to see him. (laughs) But... Wait, what? (laughs) Schaefer was a prog math rock drummer in Iowa City when I met him in the late 90s. That's true. And also uh, the drummer for a very like dark psychedelic, uh, very like what would you call what do you call like bands like White House and uh, uh, Extreme Noise? It was like some very dark psychedelic extreme noise band that in uh, basically yeah that's what I saw Schaefer. That's what I met Schaefer. Oh nice. I'm gonna I'll, I'll tell Chuck this so because I don't know if you know about my history with. Uh, I- I do not. Well, back in the 90s, the golden age of man. <laughs> uh, we both, we were, we lived in the same college town, Iowa City, Iowa. What up, Iowa? Go Hawks. <laughs> cool Z and a number of his friends had a sort of four-track home recording DIY hip-hop project called the Sucka MCs. And they Cute. made a bunch of songs and a bunch of like a bunch of his friends crazy characters crazy names and they made uh some pieces of shit they made some they made some they made some uh, songs and they put them on a cassette tape Horrible and sold them songs. at the local record store and i had my own fake four track DIY hip hop project called Syphilis Bill, and I had made. Is this going to be the first time that you reveal where Schaefer the Dark Lord's origins come from? Uh, on I've, on your podcasts, I've ref- I've referred to it. I've I've talked about my my hip hop origins in interviews but, before, but I don't think I've ever said the name Syphilis Bill out loud. But before. have you ever said the name MCSDD? In, uh, yeah. Oh, I've I've explained where that's coming. All right. From. Okay. Okay. So then, so I had that. So we we were the two white indie rock guys in our town who had our own four track hip hop projects that we were selling at the same record store so it was kind of destiny that we had to get to know one another you guys are adorable well the music wasn't that's beside the point no the second that that we're adorable is besides the point well yes but it's just it's just something that exists besides the fact that we also were these sort of musical prodigies are you tapping your? What are uh, you tapping? Oh, uh, that's the that's the sound that my phone makes when I get a text message. That's the, 
<laughs> Mine's the, the secret door from Legend of Zelda. So we all got our something. So it's fine. All right. I'm going to let you ask me a few more things, but I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Cool. Okay. Chuck, do you have any, what would you, what would you add? If, right, let's say you were, let's say you were hanging out in the beautiful and spacious Studio 16 in Story Which Queen. I am. And let's say by total surprise, rapper, rocker, actor, screenwriter. Slasher. S- slasher. Cool Z. A.K.A. Mr. Dent. A.K.A. Roy G. Biv. A.K.A. Zach. A.K.A. Cool Z. Again, part two. The Reckoning. Dropped by. Wormwood slash. Which he did. Which he did. What would, what would you have? What would you ask him? Oh, God. Um, there's so many things I want to ask him. I know. I do, too. But I feel like the answers are going to be weird. Cool, cool Z's pretty weird. I love everything about Cool Z. He's really He's a really good guy. Yeah, what should I ask him? Tell me. I don't know. He's going to be, he'll be, he'll, he'll be totally cool. Yeah, um, just... Maybe ask him about like, um, uh, ask him, did you, uh, did you hear uh, Hit Factory? The, the I heard, with the pop, I heard the, a lot that, of Hit a, Factory. It's yeah, because we really were at the brilliant. show. Remember? Yeah, I did the I show. He was the... on tour and we played at yeah, Knitting Factory and, and you came to that show. It was me and Mick Jagger backstage. Nope, see, that's not a real 72. Nope. 72. Ask him about, um, are you familiar with Troma, the Troma Studios, the films? Oh, I am slightly like um, uh, a Toxic Avenger. Correct. And the films. Ask, ask Cool Z about his his relationship with Troma. Cool Z, I have been aware for a very long time that you have a connection with uh, Troma films. Would you like to elaborate on that connection and how <coughs> that works out and how you feel about it? I don't know. I mean. I feel like maybe he's talking about this movie I acted in uh, that maybe uh, that almost got picked up by Troma but didn't. Oh. Uh, so that's the closest thing I can come to. But I did star in a movie called Dropping Evil as the killer, and uh, it didn't uh, actually get picked up by Troma. It got picked up by some very much smaller indie uh, distributors. However, it has been enjoying a very modest level of um, success. You have some scenes with uh, Fred Williamson, that B movie film legend. Well, they actually and, haven't and, been. Uh, they martial haven't, arts. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, he was in Black yes, Caesar. He was in a lot of movies. But uh, I have acted alongside Fred. But they, the movie hasn't. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, and I'm not t- entirely clear as to why it hasn't been released yet. Because, um, okay, so the the first uh, it apparently is supposed to be in the sequel to this movie that I acted in, but um, I don't know if this sequel is going to happen or whatever. But anyway, basically, it's not out there yet. You can't see it. It's private. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen the final cut of Dropping Evil. No, I've seen Dropping Evil, but Dropping Evil only has, at the very end of the movie, a uh, foreshadowing to the uh, next movies in which it shows Fred Williamson not alongside me, which the scenes that they show him in, I, I was acting in with him. You're in the first one, though. I am in the, the first one. The one that you have seen, that is, and that one has not been released? or has? <coughs> I'm the, the antagonist. Yes, the killer. <coughs> yes, in the first one, but... And has that has that been released? It's released. It's on DVD. Okay. It actually sold out. It's but first the one run. with you having scenes with Fred Williamson, that's in the sequel. That's not out yet. Yeah. It's in, okay. It's e- either in the s- sequel or it's in the 
third movie. I, now There's I just, a third one? Apparently they had planned on making... Uh, they shot enough footage for three movies. I should probably not say anything about this because who knows if they'll come out. Did you sign an NDA? Maybe it will... Maybe because who knows what will happen to this shit. But maybe it will generate interest and they'll be able to put this out or whatever. But I portray... In the second... Um, so the second movie, from what I can tell, is about... Okay. Uh, and then the third version is apparently... I don't think I should talk about this, to tell you the truth. I don't know if it's going to come out, but apparently, you know, I'm... In the third movie. Oh. Um, this has never been said publicly before, so, you know, you can use this as a nugget if you want, but that's that's all I'm going to drop, and I'm going to cut it right there. Okay, Cool Z, you are a... Uh, foremost, you are a rapper. Mm-hmm. You've also played uh, uh, guitar and been a singer in a number of rock and roll bands uh, in the Midwest and, and Los Angeles, where you now live. And I have an upper yeah. rep- respiratory infection that I've also had for two weeks. rocks you- a beautiful... <coughs> yes, you do rock a beautiful... <coughs> when you... Sometimes, which is another thing. You guys are all about spoilers. Which, oh, are we ruining your show? You've, well, I don't tell people that. You know, it's kind of a spoiler. Okay. Oh, okay. But maybe. Well, you know what? I'll put, I'll put a really long bleep over the whole bit. All right. Yeah. Um, your last record was Hit Factory. That is not a spoiler because that happened in the past. It is, but the funny thing is, is I never promoted Hit Factory. I just kind of like printed up some CDs myself out of my own pocket, and then, uh, and then uh, just tweeted about it and 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 put a couple posts on Facebook. But the the funny thing is, I'm just touring about. I'm just touring in support of Hit Factory this year. Right oh, now. This uh, so this upper respiratory infection you have, I believe, you probably picked up on your recent tour with. Lewis Logic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where, yes. Where'd you was, guys? Where'd you guys go on this trip? So this was the first tour in support of Hit Factory for this year. We went as far northwest as uh, we played a number of shows in Montana. We went as far south as Southern Utah, back into uh, the Midwest. Played a number of shows in the Midwest: Missouri, Nebraska. Where'd you play in Missouri? Iowa. Kansas City and St. Louis, and uh, then we played Minneapolis, and then we we headed out east, played a number of shows, but um, yeah, we ended in we ended here. Uh, our last show was last night, and we are um, about ready to. And then I'm gonna go do another uh, week of shows by myself on the way back to LA, solo. But Lewis and I are going to be hitting. Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New England again in July slash August. Very cool. So, and then I have a number of other tours planned in America, Canada, and uh, Europe for the rest of the year. So, in support of Hit Factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I got some questions about you about your rap career. All right. Hello. In your opinion, I'm big. Like, like we've been friends for a long time. You've been on a bunch of my songs. I've been on a bunch of your songs. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to ask you this. Okay. What is your most favorite verse you've ever written? Oh, my God. You don't have to recite it. I just want you to, like... Well, it's to... always the new shit, you know, right? It's like... Uh... It, well, I, ideally it is, but... I'm not, like, I'm not much into nostalgia, you know, which is going to come to a shock to uh, your podcast listeners, I'm sure, because nostalgia is what... Uh, uh, these motherfuckers is all about, but you know, I, I just, well, it's really, you know, here's the funny thing. 
Um, nostalgia is kind of what everybody's about these days. It's not just a nerd thing. You know, nerds like to try to pretend that, that they have the uh, corner market on nostalgia, but America is very steeped in uh, nostalgia. In fact, they make all their money off it. They spend all their life thinking about it and everything, you know. So, yeah, I, I, uh, where was I going with this again? I was, I was asking you about your favorite verse. My favorite verse. And you, you know, that's why you I condemned that's... my joy of memories. Yes, I'm trying to make, I'm, I'm going to bring a big rain cloud upon this podcast. Okay. There's tonight. already a big rain cloud on this podcast. It's called Shave of the Dark Lord, Nelson Luca. Uh, yeah, we're usually pretty much just bummers. All right, so I'm going to start. By Did you hear our War of the Worlds episode? I bet it you was, didn't. Great. I didn't because I don't listen to podcasts. Well, you should start not listening to this one as well. <laughs> well, you get ready for your day and you're brushing your teeth and you're mm-hmm. like going to mm-hmm. take a shower. You mm-hmm. should listen to us. <laughs> if you like listening to podcasts, listen to this one. <laughs> you, but that's your advertising. Or if you don't like podcasts, if you don't like podcasts like me, here I, this is where I have to get onto what I have to say. Okay, go on. I'm I'm not going to tell you what my favorite verse I've ever okay, read right. is because okay. it's probably the newest one. Okay, good. But I'm going to talk to you about three things. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go off on a little tangent here. This Perfect. is something that I've been thinking about all day. So you can edit this all you want, or maybe you won't even want to air this because um, maybe you won't like it. But I'm going to tell you about some things that I've been thinking about lately. So the first one is New York City. I'm kind of like I've come to the conclusion that New York City might be a horrible place. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it actually might. uh, There's a number of reasons why I think this. Okay. Um, Okay. First of all, you know how things can be great and then you focus on them and and you, you get it's kind of like how you're like eat a piece of meat, right? You eat a piece of meat, you draw every all the nutrients you need from it, you swallow it, and then you poop out the extra, right? Correct. Uh, you don't need that anymore. New York City is the turd that is left after you eat the meat. That's kind of how I feel about it, right? Okay. So here- I, I no, I'm on board with this. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Go on. Okay. So here's what I see when I when I come to New York City. I see unhappy people, right? A lot of unhappy people. <laughs> And these unhappy people are walking the streets yelling at everybody, pleading for attention, right? Yeah. Okay. Still totally on board with this. (laughs) Okay. And then we we can vouch for this. Here's the second type of person I see in New York City rich people, people with, uh, that are upper class or, you know, there's no upper middle, it's upper and beyond, Mm -hmm. that are sitting there stuffing their faces with, with expensive food. And they are also um, drinking uh, expensive alcohol, and they're looking smarmily at these poor people that are in pain, psychic and physical turmoil, and they're, they're laughing at them. They're enjoying these poor people's pain, right? Am I not right in saying this? You are right. No, you don't no, go on. Okay. So all right. So okay. You know what? It's that scene from like Tavern on the Green in Ghostbusters when Rick Moranis runs up to the window. Yes. That's yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um so anyways, this is really happening. It's not just a, a, a comedic uh vi- you know, it's not just a, a vehicle for comedy like a, as it is in Ghostbusters. It's an actual real thing. So you have these people like with their mouth full of uh, like 
every bite that they put into their mouth is probably maybe a four dollar bite four dollars and they're like laughing over this bite like <laughs> looking out upon the street at these people who have nothing no money and they're and they're so sad because they don't have anything and 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 they're here they're stuck they don't have anything to do they don't even have a there's no nature there's no oxygen there's nothing here and then <laughs> and, and, and so that's all i see when i come to new york city mm-hmm. i see these poor like uh, poverty-stricken um, people with uh, psychological problems like war vets and uh, and then I see these like exorbitantly rich people sitting at these cafes where the dishes are $40 a piece smarmily laughing at these people like two feet away from their face. That's the other crazy part about it is they're two feet away from their face. It's like some Roman Empire shit. It's, it's fucking crazy. Roman I've never seen I'm this. I'm amazed we haven't started actual blood sports yet. I haven't seen this anywhere else in the United States, by the way. And and I'm somebody who's who loves New York for a lot of reasons, but this is something that has just occurred to me walking down the street. Okay, so I came to New York. I came to Brooklyn in Bushwick yesterday and um with lewis and then we took the subway i took the subway into manhattan and i and i spent the whole day walking from the lower east side down through chinatown and uh soho and down into wall street and then i took the uh subway up to queens today so i've had all three boroughs you know i've I've, you know and i've been here a number of times too so i just want to say that i kind of feel like new york might be might be done. I think I think people should probably move out of here. I I kind of feel like it might be over. It's been it, New York is the city that has most frequently been declared as over uh, <laughs> for the past thirty years. I didn't know this because uh, uh, yeah. I don't pay attention to anything. It's it. Look, everything that you said is valid. It is it's a, true. This is a terrible place to live, mm-hmm. and I feel for the most part. I'm gonna. I can't speak for everybody, but. I feel that there's uh, the living here. A lot of it is uh, convincing yourself otherwise, mm-hmm. believing in a kind of magic. Mm-hmm. But then, or you have trading so- off believing in that magic for actually experience certain kind of conveniences and joys that are unique to living. But these conveniences yeah. also exist in other cities where there's sunshine all day. And <laughs> there, was, there was sunshine all day today. <laughs> okay, so day. here's here's another theory I have about New York. We did okay today. Yeah. So That's one of our four days you, a year. Okay, here's the thing about New York. Your buildings are never going to be clean, right? They're dirty. They're dirty to the core. They're, they're so old. Yeah. You're never going to be able to refurbish them. Okay, here, I love being here, I want to say. I'm very happy to be here. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just I'm just observing. I'm an observer, right? But okay. I came to this conclusion today that New York needs to be raised to the ground. <laughs> uh, Which is why with fire or dirt or clover fields or Cloverfields. anything Ooh. that it's you a can good do because mm-hmm. then you have to carpet bomb the clover I, field. I wish the marshmallow man had done some more damage. There's a bunch of delightful yeah, people here like really and there's wonderful culture. Yeah. Spider Man's done worse. And one of the things I have to say that I love the the most about New York is the architecture. That's one of the reasons that drew me here. Except for its filthiness. Yeah, it's yes. So you can, apparently. but here's the thing is you can, you can, you can build new buildings with the exact same model, the exact same materials and everything. 
you know, bring it out a little farther west, you know, just take it. You don't even have to go all the way to L.A. or California or anything. Just there's so much room there in the Midwest. Just go over the Appalachians, you know, like yeah, just just bury this shit, you know, it's. But the buildings here are cool, and they there isn't cool. there isn't a building taller than what fourteen stories in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So you don't have like a skyline. Ours is filthy and crawling with rats and disease. But, but that's because everything here more. is right. crawling with rats. I feel and like disease. you guys are in denial. So, anyways, I'm going to move on to my next point of uh, <laughs> contingency. Okay, I'm going to go on to the next thing. All right, what so, is your next thing? Which has to do with the same thing. That that we're dealing with, it's going to be a great segue. So you know how New York, I, I will admit that New York used to be cool. It maybe it maybe used to be cool. It was. Were you here when it was cool, or was it was it done being cool before you ever visited? <laughs> before before you could experience, but before you could experience everything by the internet, uh, or before you could. Uh, what that doesn't answer the question. Were was was. Did you visit New York when it was still cool? Uh, I don't know. I, the first time I visited New York was maybe 1999. Okay. Was it cool? I liked it. But was it cool? But it was also your first time. So okay. Everybody likes it, it cool. the first time. Yeah. I want to tell you that up until this podcast, I've always said I love New York. Yeah. And I, and actually, but I, st- I this still This is a do. place where we like our guests to get real. But I'm yeah. trying to get real, like really real. Oh yes! All right. Yo, I just want to—I just want to send a shout out to Nelson Lugo and C. Muldrow. What up? (coughs) All right. Let me tell you something. Okay, tell us something, boys and girls. Okay. There, there was another thing that was really fucking cool. For a while, <laughs> and now it's not anymore. What? Okay, it's called hip hop. Whoa! Oh no, wait, wait. Is this a? Is this oh an extension of New York's not cool, or is this point three? Is this? This is two. Oh, this, this is still is two. two. Have you not yeah. been keeping track? I haven't gotten to three yet. No, this no. is still everything that's not cool. three. Is, one, New York's not cool. There was. I had a clever two, segue. Hip hop's not awesome. And then, I have a clever segue from one to two, but I have no segue from two to three. It's just kind of a punchline. Number two is hip hop's not cool. Three is the punchline. Get, okay. right, right. get ready for yeah. it. We're right? not. Well, don't, we, you don't, we won't rush you, baby. We love narrative storytelling, so yes, you don't have to tell us. Part two is hip hop. Okay. All right. Let's talk about hip hop. So we're talking about things that people have revered, people have, um, you know, looked up to and built their lives around and people that things that are that were used to be cool, but they're not cool anymore Mm -hmm. because they're bullshit. And that the second thing I'm going to talk about is hip hop. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Hip hop. It was something that was original back in the early 90s, late 80s, right? Sure. It's not anymore. Anybody who is involved in hip-hop these days is a nerd. They're trying to, they're trying to hold on to the, a branch on the side of a riverbank as uh, 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 Sri Nasargadatta Maharaj would tell you in his um, uh, historic novel, I Am That. He would tell you that people tend to hold on to the branch as they're rushing by in the river on the side of a uh, riverbank and and stay there against the current and hold on to it, you know? And they're not going to have a very... 
their life is not going to be full of quality if they do that, right? Because they're stuck. They're they're going against the current. They're holding on. The river's rushing on. They're holding on to this little branch on the side of a riverbank, right? And it's very obvious that in acts of uh, reminiscence or of uh, uh, nostalgia, you know, just uh, having this whole sort of relationship with things in the past that is that starts to become unhealthy is that you are, are holding on to something against the current, right? You're, you're not allowing yourself to move on, and therefore you're going to die because you're stuck. You're stuck back. You're holding yourself back. You're not you're allowing yourself to grow and, and become... A, are you be- saying that there aren't enough hip-hop artists that are being forward-thinking and they're instead just trying to continuously replicate the stuff that inspired them originally? That's exactly what I'm saying. Thank you for articulating it so well, so, Schaefer. You're a master at articulation. Do you think is, an, nerds and nostalgia. is anybody making hip hop that is moving beyond? And I feel I feel that it's the same way in every uh, every genre of the arts of entertainment. Okay, everybody right? is constantly doing homage to what right. it was. That you know this because of superhero movies, right? Sure, of course. Because and, and, and I all love of the comic books and all right. the reboots and all mm-hmm. the new. How like, many good superhero movies have come out in the last ten years? The last ten years? Yes, I know three of them. A, I only know a three. bunch, a whole bunch. Okay, what are no. the, what are the three to you, Colsey? Avengers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last two Batman movies: Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Not yes. Winter Soldier, because that one was free. I'm sorry. Did you not see Thor? Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Ooh, that was a good one too. Because that one's good. That one's I'm trying to take this good. to your realm. Uh, you don't have to, <laughs> dude. We speak together Are we on as a level guardians? more. Is what that, is that? What he's is that what he's saying? No, I think he's trying to say like he's trying to oh, like draw a parallel among like so-called nerd culture, pop culture, to like make us like a part of it because we're nerds. But that's you don't have to do that. This is all like universal. <laughs> oh yeah. man, because we smoked weed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna just say. <laughs> that I also don't like really identify as a nerd. I think I'm kind of cool. And I know I just, you are. I man. like Star Wars and Batman. As I know. Everybody I'm just in America. Trying, yeah, and I'm not really actually that book smart, so I don't feel like I really qualify as. I'm not an academic. I am just a social outcast, so that's just what I go with. I am actually, you know, I'm. I want to be like, yeah, I'm kind of a weird. I'm. The the fact is that I can't deny I'm kind of popular. You're more popular than me. I will admit. So that, that makes me not not by by virtue of that. I can't just be like I'm a total like hermit weirdo. No, I wasn't implying that. No, I, I'm not. I'm trying to defend myself and why I say like I'm not trying to defend any nerd cred I have because I don't really have any. Cool. All right, I can. I'll, so you don't. You but that, you don't have to frame things in nerdery for either of us. We're both like no I was, musicians. I, I was thinking of your audience, and, not you. I was thinking of your audience. Oh, don't oh. think of my audience. I don't. They're all one of them. <laughs> hey, what up, one person listening? Oh. Yo. What up, one person? This song is for you. Yo, Mass Storm. I'm, thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you, Mass Storm. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I don't freestyle, but Chuck Stunning does. What? Oh, God. Uh, one, two, Chuck. You don't have to. See how it do. Uh, uh, I just wanna, uh, uh. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna try and freestyle for the first time. Uh, smoking weed with my boys, making all the noise on the podcast, Everlast. Don't forget your Wi Fi. What? I, I got nothing, guys. As close as I got. 
I am. You were the first person to freestyle on the Epic Podcast. And it was really bad. That was awesome. No, that was dope. It was really weird. I, I'm pretty sure I said podcast and Everlast. I don't know. You guys are adorable. Aww. So what's the third thing that you I don't like? like? You so much, Cool Z. All right, I didn't get deep enough into hip hop. Oh, you want to talk more about hip hop? You want to talk more about hip hop? Do you want to know what my real name is? Charles. No. I would. I do. It's. What's your last name? Dope as shit, right? <laughs> uh. Let's wrestle. Okay. I'll win. Cause you'll let me. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I'm blushing. Will you can you will you come sit on my lap? Am I allowed to do that? Uh, Am I contractually okay to sit on someone's lap? Sure. Woo! I Yes. What is there, there's Oh more. my god. Oh goodness. Oh, there's so much love here. Let's imagine. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Don't cry. Don't. I mean, don't, cry if you want. Chuck, Chuck's embrace you. will distract you from <laughs> how much pain you feel at the death of hip hop, an art form that you once it's loved dead, dearly. All right. It's just. I mean, if you feel it's totally over, you still make it, correct? I do. No. Are you doing something forward? Actually, or are you just paying endless. You were able to articulate correctly earlier. Okay. If fans want to rewind. Do you have more you want to say about the death of hip hop, or you want to get to the third point? No. I want to hear. I, I want to hear what I'm else there is. I'm going to get to the about this third point. I don't gonna, like. Hip, I don't. I'll get into the third point. I, I do like hip hop. This isn't. Oh, thank you. What? Oh, oh because you rap. You're, no, you, are you, you a rapper? You... Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark, come Luna back. I'm, I'm back. I'm waiting for you. Do you want to talk about how hip hop is over? I love. Or do you want to talk about the third chapter? Of. I love you too, Zachary. <laughs> I feel like that there's magic over here. Um, what's the third thing? All right, all right. In I'm, your I'm, diatribe I'm sorry, of I'm disappointments sorry. with things that you. I'm once sorry loved. to bring a rain cloud with me, but here's the third thing. Okay. I hate. Okay. okay. All right, you ready? Ready. I am. I, I asked you like four times ready. for it. I'm totally ready. So first thing I hate is New York City, right? Number one. Uh, which okay, I ended up in doing what? Doing what? Hanging out with us and talking. No, about no, no. Hip-hop. How did no. I end up in New York City? Because yeah. you did the second thing. You hate hip hop. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. she's I'm very up. okay. All right, okay. I, I was on a hip-hop tour, and I ended up in New York City. Guess what the third thing I hate is? I'm not going to guess. I just want you to tell me. No, I want you guys to guess, because you can tell. What am Animals. I doing right Animals. now? What am I doing right now? Uh, talking. Getting closer. I'm t- Being interviewed? Doing press? No, no. Get very more specific. Being on a podcast? There you go. I hate podcasts. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to kiss Cool Z right <laughs> on the forehead real quick. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for doing things that you hate for us. <laughs> no, I love I, you guys. I also don't like podcasts. <laughs> I only like Night Vale. And that's all right, oh guys, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a. All right. How many people out there like Mark Marin? I don't know Mark. Maron. His podcast WTF? I, no, have you ever heard no, it? I don't really like him. All right, good. Okay. Well, this is part of the reason. I'm just trying to give you because I'm glad I'm on this podcast and I'm very thankful to you guys. Aww, we're glad you're here. I'm very happy to have. You just Charles, gave us our best 30 Charles minutes of content Stunning. we've ever had. Charles, you guys, I'm really lucky right now. <laughs> Charles Stunning is on my lap. Dude, it's like the 70s in here right now. I, well, this is what happens when Lugo's gone and Cool I Z think shows I'm tripping. up. What? 
Oh. Do you want to talk about the new Stanley Kubrick movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey? <laughs> Have you ever... It just came no, out. No, it's called, it it's called 2001, A G-Funk Era. Oh, my God. It's full of stars. <laughs> Guys, have you ever? Do you guys know about this? Hey, I want to show you. I want to tell you. <laughs> Whoa, a party. that's a trick question because you didn't say what this is. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna tell you a party trick. All right, everybody's all right, gonna ready. do this after this. All, all right, right. all right. So this much. is what you gotta do. All right, you know how you used to be able to like sync up uh, Pink Floyd's uh, "The Wall," "Dark Side of the Moon," or and "Dark Side of the Moon." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Okay. All right, here's the new version of it. You okay. ready? I'm so no. ready. Go. If you start. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey mm-hmm. and mute the volume at the same time that you start Snoop Doggy Dog's Doggy Style. Yeah. It syncs up perfectly. Uh, that's, but that's... It's called 2001 A G-Funk Era. Yeah, I'm serious. Try it. I'm not joking. I'm right. not joking. It's I'm going to do that as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> it's totally we'll do it tomorrow real. after that's, that totally will real. save that will save hip hop for me. Oh man. All right. But anyway, I hate Mark Marin and his podcast. Okay. Can you put that up? will you make sure to air that? Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Good. I will definitely Cuz fucking sick of comedians with podcasts talking about how they know other comedians and what they fucking what they used to do. It's like list it's like if you went to a bar and there was 10 people there and you barely knew them and you were like Hey man, what's going on? It's cool. And then next thing you know, they started talking to each other about what they used to do when they were fucking drunk and ten years younger. And you're like, I don't really care. Um, will you tell some jokes or something? Z, I have to Fuck tell you. Fuck these people. I really hate Fuck comedians. these fucking people. And that's almost identical to what I just tried to lure you into. <laughs> I brought you here and immediately started asking you questions about the years when we got started and how we knew each other. I just started doing exactly. You came here to do exactly a thing that you that's, hate. All right. But now he's got. I, I, now I can understand that you must have had just such v- vitriol coursing through your veins because you're like you you're my friend and you hack idiot you're doing the same shit that bums you're me out a rapper so bad. from new york and you're doing a podcast all right yeah Mark. with a magician and a glorified strip we did war of the worlds man <laughs> it was culture i guess hey listen but you you know all kidding aside what I, for the record uh that was all those are things i hate yeah, no, you, I get you it. represent none of them. I represent all of fucking them. three of them, he's Zach. Got, he's got the trifecta of the things. To not the, to me, the, you don't though, because I love you too much. You just basically said to me, you know what though, dude, you're one of the good ones. That's what you just. <laughs> you're said the to exception me. that proves the rule. <laughs> but so you just you know the the here it's it like I said it backfires on you because you're like ha 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 I'm gonna take the piss out of this thing and you just inadvertently gave us the best forty minutes of programming this ever. show has ever had so <laughs> I'm glad fuck I did you and I'm everything that you hold dear I'm glad I did you know Yo, I, I want to like, s- go on I like Cool Z I like and Cool Z I like Shaver the Dark Lord thanks I like Chuck Stunning and I like Weed hey Cool Z does this ring a bell you ready Yo all right mcs need some piano lessons mcs, MCs they need, to, need take to take some piano lessons mcs they need to take some piano lessons Schaefer, why don't you give these kids a piano, piano lesson? lesson yo i'm gonna give you some piano lessons <laughs> i don't tell everyone you. on the internet has to be so jealous of me right now 
You want to do a song, Zach? Well, All right, let's do it. What do you know? World. I know any song. You uh, let's do. Um, do you want it to be a cover or an original? A song that we did. All right. I want to you guys. Do you know your sleight of hand verse? Oh my guys! Uh, no, it's too new. not enough. Too new. Spoiler alert. Let's do glasses. Okay. Yeah. Because it's in support of my new album, Hit Factory. Oh, okay. Because you remember how in podcasts you have to bring shit back around to where. What the relevant shit? Yeah, you gotta even gotta plug it. Oh, look at you! You just you, you hate us so much, you know the formula. <laughs> Do you know right. glasses, Chuck? No, I don't either. I know the video <laughs> to glasses where you guys are all in black. Uh, excuse me, may I present an option? Oh, am I supposed to beatbox? Because I can't do that. Me. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> excuse me, may I present an option to consider to choose <laughs> me? Wait, wait. I don't, yeah, here's the thing why this is, actually, this, now this is backfiring, because I, I, unless Chuck beatboxes, I'm going to really beatbox. All right. Okay. I'll be, can you do it? I'll beatbox. All right, let's do it. This is the debut of Glasses Remix, produced by Chuck Stunning, featuring Schaefer the Dark Lord and Cool Z, and it goes like this. Uh, excuse me. May I present an option to consider to choose me? Wait, wait. Uh, this is a game. It's my favorite one to play. Cool Z, the new Cool Z is on. And pop up, popping like a trick of a sword. Chopping that up. I'm protecting that. I'm taking all y'all shopping. If I get money for this, there's no stopping you. Could bet. Honey, I'm tripping off of you like he sweat. How much more real I gotta get? More sleep I gotta lose and more meals I gotta skip. Yes, ever since then, I've been up in your friends. Cause you showed me about as much love as a pinup in the den. Just so you know, these other women's skin don't feel the same. I got no other release, so now I gotta kill the game. And I'm still the same kid, you know, bro. I'm just damaged like Jay Maskis because I feel the pain. Sing along. And that's TMI, I know. It's all how you feel, I know. And if it's no big deal. Go off like a college town punk rock How show Another trick I learned from these fans And just a vic of circumstance You see me, I'm just a pic that you post on your profile page While I rage, sleep, work, and dance And I'm amazed cause I stay in amazement But I'm not surprised at GW's replacement Yeah, I caught the fever, the hope Made a believer in me for just a minute But I can't see now where he say shit Was I just high or did he just lie to get paid Like people do every day on their resume I hesitate to say What I really think With this thing Because every day To me is like Judgment day Looking back I see my footprints And I still sound like Some good shit I never needed Your permission anyway I get props Every day I don't care If you think I should spit She can't believe I rock so hard When I lean on My crutch so hard Just don't have the time Or the cast to correct it So forward I go I can't believe I got so far With these glasses Falling off the end Of my nose I got Falling off the end Of my nose I got Glasses Falling off the end Of my nose I got Glasses Falling off the end Of my Oh my god, and I got my eyes, and I'm blind, and I can't, and I 
see and a blob and a bing and a mouth. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my so, eyes, now they're blind, now I can't, now I'm lost, now I see, I can't find. I'm fine. Struggle to discramble images and visions. Minus 6.5, near sided with astigmatism. Like yeah. A curse, man. Worse than the exam before. I'm Velma down on all fours, feeling around on the floor, panicking frantically, handicaps, hands, glasses, close those windows on my soul's windows, covered in punches and scratches. And I'm staring off into the abyss. I'm seeing spots like I'm gazing straight into an eclipse. And when I come back, all is whack cataracts eyes patches asking my fans you'll like what, what did I, I miss? miss and in my youth the truth I knew was you all under skilled <laughs> perspective of those rose tinted filters but the skeptic was cracked spectacle facts it's bizarre looking back I, I can't, can't believe, believe I got, got so, so far, far with these glasses slipping off the end of my nose I got glasses falling off the end of my nose I got glasses falling off the end of my nose these glasses falling off the end of my nose Glasses. Off glasses, the end of my glasses, nose. Glasses. I'd like glasses, to send a little glasses, shout out glasses, to Six B. Six B. Oh, sorry, Six B. Cool Z. Cool Z. We'd like to thank you for being here thank on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been real fun. Thank you. Once again, we would like to thank Cool Z for being <laughs> our guest on the podcast last slash this month. You guys are never allowed to interview anyone ever again without me being there. I ever. thought we did a good job. <laughs> ever again. It was, it was like when your parents go away for the weekend and you throw the kegger. There was a pizza uh, on the some... turntable. <laughs> someone, someone brought a monkey. Just... We asked questions. He said things. That's an interview. That well, no. My favorite. I love. Thing is... I love Z. I. I. I'm glad he was here. Um, Next time, maybe don't indulge in the recreational use of pharmaceuticals as much. I like that Those he was our guest and I revealed <laughs> way more than, than he did. All right, look, let us, let's wrap this up. I grow tired and want to go home. I like uh, well. Let's. What do you guys got to plug? Um, I only have one thing. I have uh, in July, July 16th, I'm going to be uh, telling a um, a story about my grandmother at the Lost and Found Story series. I'm actually going to be bringing in um, my grandmother's apothecary kit uh, to show the audience, and I'm going to regale them with a tale of of magic and asthma. On, <laughs> on Monday, June 30th, I will be performing at Fifth Estate in Park Slope, Brooklyn, New York. With Megaran, Lewis Logic, D and D Sluggers, and Sky Blue. On I'll be at the door checking your names. <laughs> That's right. You're such a good little helper. On Saturday, July nineteenth, I will be hosting D twenty Burlesque's tribute to Joss Whedon at the Parkside Lounge in New York City. And on Friday, July twenty fifth, I will be performing at Comic-Con Nerdathon at the Marrow in San Diego. During San Diego Comic-Con, I'll be performing with MC Frontalot, MC Lars, Dr. Awkward, Chamber Band, and a number of burlesque performers from LA's Devil's Playground Burlesque. Oh, really? So if you're going to be at Comic-Con, come to that also. That's exciting. Yeah. Actually, that's really exciting. Tell them I said hi. Will do. Give them snuggles from me. I'll I'll tell them. (laughs) Yeah, just say, hey, Nelson's a big fan. He wanted, he wanted me to say hello to everybody. Snuggles. Cool. From Chuck. 
What you got? <laughs> Chuck Snuggles. What you got, Chuck? Ooh, uh, tomorrow, which is Friday the 27th, for those of you who listened the day this dropped, which is none of you, I will be performing as Afterbirth Monkey in Rory Scholl's <laughs> Frigid Fringe, 9 p.m. at the Crane Theater. Oh, excellent. Then, on Friday, July 11th, I will be part of Rita and Weep's Coney Island's Burlesque at the Beach show, Girligan's Island. Watch me play the ukulele. Then. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on. You said Girligan's Island? Girligan's Island. <laughs> it is a Gilligan's Island no, I, I, I get it. burlesque I, show. I get it. And I it just am. took me a second to come around. I am not. Who's the skipper? Doing burlesque there. Some guy. Oh, that's disappointing. Sorry. Gilligan's a lady. She's very cute. True. Wednesday, July 16th, I will be part of Nasty Canasta's series, Naked Girls Reading, the sci-fi edition. Come and check out my ass, I'm off. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on that one for mm-hmm. a while. That's really. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I take it back. I don't. <laughs> on Thursday, oh, July twenty fourth. I know I'm killing it in this one. Whatever. <laughs> on Thursday, July twenty fourth, I will be part of Lefty Lucy's X Men Extravaganza at Webster Hall. I'll do my Scarlet Witch number there. I guess that's great. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. It's <laughs> <laughs> me throwing my analog planner across the room. What about you, C. Muldrow? What have you got? Uh, next month, we will be putting together a podcast that I will be on called Radio Voodoo. <gasps> um, it's an old-timey podcast. We do musical guests. We do interviews. We're always looking for fun new people to bring into things. And uh, we've got a fun little story about Palm Springs, Colorado, and I'm coming in as a villain, and that will be available at the end of next month at RadioVoodoo.com. Awesome. Wow. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to listen to a podcast. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add your podcast to the ever-growing list of podcasts that I listen to on any given month. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, so you'll have at least two listeners. At least two. I appreciate that. Wait, I'm going to listen to... The number just rose to three. Boom! Uh, yeah. Just gotta... Um. All right, so... Uh... So, has this been a dream come true for you, Seymour Joe, to be a guest on the Epic Podcast? Has this been a moment where you have been basically fantasizing uh, how it was going to go down and how you had the experience of it? Was it everything you thought it would be? Go. Um, There are tears of joy. Aww. And pain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's valid. That's valid. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised you led with joy, to be honest. That's what we go through monthly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, now that you've had a peek behind the curtain, is like the magic lost now? Is it like, are you disappointed? Do we have 11 <laughs> you're all cuter. In, you're, all, you're all cuter in real life. It works Aww. for me. <laughs> well, you can come back anytime you want. Just let us know. There's this fourth seat. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Epic Podcast, episode 22. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. I have been your other, other host, Charles Stenner. And I have been your guest host, C. Muldrow. Be safe, internets. 
Did you know that kangaroos have three vaginas? What? Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any sized contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Might never be cross, try to be boss, they wouldn't do for nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults i love you still it had to be you what wonderful you say what it had to be you i like boobs (laughs) planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.